I am the genie of the podcast, and you get one wish. Oh, that's an easy one. I wish their Discord server was free to join. Wish granted. That's right. You guys and gals asked for it, and we did it. Our Discord server is now free to join. That's right. You get to come be a part of the best gaming community out there. You'll find the link in the episode description and over on our website at multiplayerpodcast.com. Now, I know what you're thinking. We do definitely still need your support. All right. So if you love the podcast, if you love what we're doing and you are just thinking to yourself, this is awesome. I really want to support these guys. Head over to MultiplayerSquad.com. That's where you can help support the show. You do get some awesome perks, but more importantly, you get our eternal gratitude. All right. Now enjoy the episode and we'll see you on our Discord server. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are very excited to have you guys here with us today, where we just like to have some family-friendly conversations about gaming. And since this episode is releasing on Thursday, you guys know what that means. We are going to be covering This Week in Gaming. We're going to talk a little bit about the games that we've been playing this week, and we will also break down some news stories we would like to ask you to come check us out on social media. You can find us everywhere at Multiplayer Pod, and you can also find us on YouTube at Multiplayer Podcast. And we'd also like to ask you to help support the show by heading over to MultiplayerSquad.com, where you can be a Patreon supporter starting off at $5 a month, which will get you some awesome perks and it will help the show run moving forward. By way of introduction, my name is Paul, and I am your host today, and with me is my co-host. I think he just came up for air after spending some time underwater this week. It's my good friend, Josh. (gasps) (sighs) (sighs) That's me coming up from the depths, Paul. From the depths of Subnautica. Yeah, I was going to say, let's just jump right into it here this week. I know that you and I have been playing some single-player games. We don't always have a whole lot of time to do that, because we're oftentimes covering some kind of multiplayer game together, but you've been playing Subnautica Below Zero. How's it been? Dude, I have, and I was. it's weird because I, I am a mega fan of the original Subnautica. You know my love for that game, and Subnautica Below Zero was in early access for a long time, and I kind of followed it, but I never picked it up because I was like, I really want to just play the whole thing. I don't want early access and bugs and right. resets and all that stuff. So it finally officially released, and I was waffling back and forth, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, we've got a lot of games to play. We've been playing Hood and Rocket League, and, you know, just there's never a shortage of stuff for us to play. And then I'm like, you know, I don't have a super busy weekend. I'm going to pick this up, and boy, am I glad I did, man. I'm I'm back. I'm, I'm back <laughs> in the Subnautica world, Paul. I can't believe you had any hesitation, because I feel like you've probably talked about Subnautica more than any other game other than maybe the witcher 3 to me i feel like you are mr subnautica all the way i know that you are mortified by the fact that i started subnautica and never finished it so i was surprised that you waffled a little bit i feel like you waited it out until there were some really good reviews and then you picked it up i did actually because it's one of those things you don't want when you have like such a good experience on the first game you don't want the sequel to be like terrible, you know, like yeah, you don't yeah, want yeah. it to be a letdown. I'm trying to think of a good movie where it's like, but I can't, uh, you know, Game of Thrones season eight. 
Yeah. Arrested I, Development I, season four. Know. I feel like we've got a few examples of these. Uh, yeah, it's so it's just one of those things where it's like I was hesitant because I have such a good opinion of Subnautica that I was a little worried what the sequel was going to be like. And then some of the reviews started coming out and it was like, OK, people are giving this good reviews. They're saying it's not quite the original, but in and of itself, it's a phenomenal game. And I picked it up. I think I've got like eight hours in it already. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> so I've been playing a good bit. Uh, like I said, it's been a somewhat lazy weekend. So I, it's, it's lent itself well to having some time to just sit down and, and, you know, jump in that world again. So I legitimately know nothing about it. Does this game, is it a direct sequel to the first or is it like a completely different character, different storyline? It's a different character. It's a different storyline. It's the same world and some of the, like the plot, like I can't get into spoilers from the first game in case people haven't played it, but it is, it is a direct tie in. You are a different character and you are on a different planet um but it's still like you still work for the same company and the same overarching world and kind of plot mysteries and stuff are still there in this one gotcha so it is a direct like i mean honestly it feels like i'm back in just the original subnautica with some enhancements um the world is definitely smaller which is like people have said is a little bit of a shame because the first subnautica is massive but I still have not made it real far. Like I said, I'm eight hours in. So I'm expecting this is probably going to be a 30-hour game, which is fine for $29.99. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, the music's there. It's, dude, it's one of those things like I love just swimming around in the ocean. And you have like the pretty reef area. And it's all just happy. And there's fish everywhere. But then it's like you run into a, a drop-off. And the ocean gets dark and there's like bioluminescent <laughs> light and the music changes. And then you start hearing creatures off in the distance. And the atmosphere in Subnautica is second to none, man. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Did you ever try Subnautica in VR mode? No. Well, no. wait, I take that back. I did boot into it to see what it was like. I looked around the planet. there. And I hopped right out because I was like, if there's one thing that I know swimming around in the ocean in VR is going to make me want to throw up and I don't want to feed the fish. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, that's really neat. I am not going to lie. I'm not going to check out oh, Below Zero. It's such a but shame, Paul. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that you're really enjoying it. I, on the other hand, well, I, I think, you know, another reason why there's no chance that I'm going to play Subnautica is that I am fully living in the world of Mass Effect. Now, you've been waiting for this. As the resident Mass Effect fan for Planet Earth, Yes, you know you have been waiting for the Legendary Edition to come out with bated breath. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming that you're, you're just starting at the beginning. Are you starting with one? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. I'm going to run through all three games. Briefly thought about going Renegade Shepard, but since this is like a brand new full playthrough with all three... I got to go Paragon. You know, I'm not going to be backstabbing any friends or creating any chaos. So, yeah, I'm going to run through all three, but currently I'm in the first one. Now, can you tell a difference? I, I, they say they've updated the graphics, and I know Mass Effect 1 is old at this point. So I, I imagine there's only so much you can do with it. So how's it feeling? Yeah, so I would say it's kind of exactly what I thought it would be. 
it is very much still Mass Effect. So 99% of the control and the feel, obviously the story is exactly the same. It's very pretty. The graphics are pretty incredible. And they did add little animations that I noticed because I've gone through Mass Effect so many times. You know, I, I was joking about it on our Discord server I have bought Mass Effect 1. This is now my fourth time <laughs> no buying lie. it. Between buying it on 360, where I beat it multiple times. I bought it on PC Disc, where it was on the DVD-ROMs. I bought it on Steam. Now I've got the Legendary Edition. And, you know, so I've played it through, I would guess, honestly, without exaggeration, probably 15 or 16 times the first wow. one. And I immediately noticed hopping in the Waco... When you do your little hover maneuver, the screen shakes, so they added some animation like that. You see dust kicking up around the the Mako wheels. That's all kind of new, and it looks great. And I had already talked about there being a lot of mods that the community made, which have been out for years, that made Mass Effect 1 very playable. The uh, OG Mass Effect does not look good at all. But there have already been great textures, but here it just really looks fantastic. It's all professionally done. I'm very excited. I know it's become a running joke on our Discord that I had it <laughs> I open gonna... for 19 hours straight. <laughs> I was going to bring it up, man. <laughs> Were if you? you didn't, I was going to yeah. bring it up. Yeah, because uh, on day one, I had it open the entire day. And so people were like, are you okay, Paul? Like You've been in Mass Effect for 10 hours, 18 hours, 19 hours. Yeah, I I come and go a lot. I don't really get a chance to sit and play in long chunks because I'm working throughout the day. So I just don't close it. So if I've got a few minute break, maybe I'll hop in for just five minutes, alt tab out, leave it open. But yeah, I'm I'm loving being in Mass Effect again. I, I do feel like I'm definitely in the top 0.1% of people who could like jump into Mass Effect lore and talk about it ad nauseum. And so I'm just happy to be in it again. Honestly, it's great. Now, are you looking more so forward to two and three? Are there bigger changes in the legendary edition for the like two and three? Or I'd, I'd really, I'll be honest with you, I haven't really looked into the legendary edition very much because I know it was one of those things where it's like I've played through Mass Effect, it was amazing. I'll never do it again. I just don't have the time oh, or desire bummer. to do it, and that's not to slam the game at all. It's just not my personality. I generally don't replay games very much. Um, so are are there like more legendary things <laughs> two and three i don't know how to phrase that i guess but yeah i i always knew i was gonna buy it and play through it so i didn't follow it terribly closely i know that they slashed the multiplayer mode for both mass effect 2 and 3 so those were yanked out although they have been hinting that those could come back later uh which would really be surprising so they did revamp some things Because one thing that people hated is that to get some of the best endings, you had to do the multiplayer. They scrapped that. They even changed it so you don't have to play all the way through 1 and 2 and import that save to get the best endings. You can start straight in 3. You just have to do basically every side mission, and then you can get the best ending. Uh, I would imagine the most changes are to 1, just since it's the oldest. The one thing that's a little funny, though, is that all the players' eyes kind of bug out. And they're very big, just by nature of it being old. So, like, my wife walked by and she goes, creepy eyes, and then just kept walking. And that was all she said. It's because they didn't know how to make eyeballs. So, to make them stand out (laughs) enough, they were like, these got to be balls, you know? And then it's like they have to, but then, yeah, it looks really weird, too. It's like teeth. 
like I, the games are getting really good at getting skin texture right like we just did resident evil village and some of the skin texture in that game was incredible but no game can nail teeth for some reason it doesn't matter how good the graphics are like teeth and eyeballs still look weird and pouring drinks I hate nothing oh, yeah. more than cutscenes where someone will <laughs> pour like, yeah, they'll pour a drink out of a decanter, and it's like that does not look realistic at all. So there must be something really tough about those animations, but yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm thrilled with Mass Effect. I also picked up Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, which was remade. It's out on all consoles, and I think it's coming to PC later. And I started playing that with my sons, and you know we've joked a lot about growing up with the Nintendo hard games and how games are so much easier today. Dude, it's pretty brutal trying to jump into a Baldur's Gate game with my sons who are kind of used to today's games. We die so much. It's not even funny. We probably died 36 times just Ooh. doing the first like one and a half levels. Now, it's is pretty that game wild. multiplayer? Is that co-op? It is. Yeah, I, see, two player I don't remember the the initial Dark Alliance. I don't think I ever played it, to be honest with you. So I couldn't remember if it's co-op. It's a dungeon crawler, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. And it's all based on Dungeons and Dragons stuff. So you get to pick between like a fighter, an archer, or a sorceress. And so basically you can just jump in with two for couch co-op. And so it's more action-oriented. It's not turn-based. So okay. it's a little more like a two-player Diablo clone, right. if you will. It's just, you know, kind of older and, and more difficult. So, yeah, uh, my kids asked me multiple times to play Baldur's Gate, and I was kind of like, uh, I don't know if we'll have time today, guys. Like, it might be a little bit beyond their ability right now. It's It was a little bit of a rough go, but it's still you, fun to You know to what? You, just, you look at your kids, you sit them down, and you say, kids, get good. <laughs> get good yep yeah why don't you guys play together i'll come join you in a little bit <laughs> i gotta that go save the universe yes shepherd is calling all right and then the last thing that we've been playing this week is we jumped back into some jackbox games which we are huge fans of dude this was so much fun like i was legitimately like a little caught off guard by like how easy of a good time it was you know um, so yeah, we hopped in our Discord server. Uh, man, when we mentioned it the other show, but like we opened up the floodgates for Discord, and people have just been joining. It's almost every day that we get multiple people a day that are hopping in here, and it's honestly, I'm blown away. Like I'm blown away by how cool everybody is. I'm blown away by the age range that we're seeing. I mean, we're getting you know youngins as young as like 13. Um, all, all the way up to like old people, like in their early forties, I think, or somewhere around there. Is that uh, old? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as as the resident old person, I think I'm talking about myself there. But uh, but it's just it's honestly been phenomenal. Every people are grouping up together. There's great conversation. I, I like I could not be happier to be honest with you. But we had a Jackbox party night, and. It was so much fun, man. Like Jackbox Party in and of itself is a good time, but the competitiveness that emerged amongst uh, all of us was great. I do want to toot my own horn for a second. I don't know if you remember my last place to first place finish, um, but I did I uh, emerge as champion uh, against all odds. 
<laughs> yeah, we had full groups, and I don't remember the name of that one particular, but it's a trivia game, uh, killing room it's or killing the floor, murder like that. mystery mansion yeah. thing or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I won the first game. Josh won the second, so we were repping the podcast <sighs> well. Know, nobody can take down the hosts. Let that be a lesson <laughs> yeah. to all of you. So yeah, for those of you listening, you know, come join our free Discord. There's a link in the podcast description. We're going to try to schedule some regular community nights. It might be Among Us, it might be Jackbox, whatever works well for bigger groups. You know, we did have full groups uh, along with some audience members, and so we'd love to have more people there. So, you know, come join us, especially for Jackbox games. You don't even have to have a PC. All you have to have is a web browser to hop in and join. So, super easy. You know, we'd love to see you guys there. And uh, it's time for a break. So we're going to take a short break here and hear from one of our sponsors. Pay them bills. This episode of the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast is brought to you by the Blizzard Gear Store by Fanatics. If you're a long-term listener of the show, you know how much we love Blizzard games here. We even have Overwatch as our number one game on our leaderboard. And I've got great news for you guys out there. You can actually help support our show by purchasing Blizzard gear through MultiplayerPodcast.com forward slash Blizzard store. There is clothing for men, women, and children. There's collectibles, toys, so much stuff to browse through and look at. I was taking a look and saw you can order a replica of Genji sword that you can hang on your wall. There's Lego sets, diva onesies. What more could you guys want? So please check it out at MultiplayerPodcast.com forward slash Blizzard Store. Now back to the show. All right, and we are back. All right, so Josh, in addition to the games that we've been playing, we've got a couple of things coming out this week that are maybe games we're going to play or maybe not, but they're still notable. The first one is that Rust is scheduled to release on console. (laughs) Rust on May 21st. Josh, how long has this game been out on PC? Like seven years or something? But it came out in 2013. Oh my gosh, eight years? All right. Well, those of you on console, you know, buckle up. You get to experience Rust for the first time. I was chatting with a guy on our Discord that's very excited about it. And I told him, I said, man, I'm so excited for you. You need to, you need to share all your thoughts. I was like, the first few days are going to be just joy and wonder and excitement over building the space and finding this stuff. And then I said, when you need a support group because you lose everything a few days later, I was like, we're here for you. You know, we've got your back. <laughs> we've been there. We understand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have invested heavily into antidepressants because I feel like they're going to go through the roof now oh. that Russ is on console. Oh, you guys man. don't oh. know the levels of sadness and depression that Rust can bring, but you'll be joining us shortly. Yeah, and the and the the, the great thing is is that you're going to be at the peak of like this game is amazing. It's so much fun. I see why everybody loves it. Life is great. And then you're going to log in to sucker punch to the gut. <laughs> yeah, so and so has killed you with an AK47, and then everything is gone. <laughs> yeah, you're going to log in after four minutes of waiting. You have been killed by rockets, and then you're going to know everything's gone. We joke, but it's true, man. So I, I, hey, congratulations to all the console Rust players out there. It's an incredible game. We obviously love this game. It's super high on our leaderboard. We talk about it all the time. I I mean, we joke around, but 
congratulations. You now get to experience Rust, and we want to hear the stories as well. Like I said, we joke, oh, yeah. but man, share them with us. Come, come, come tell us about your mishaps and misadventures. <laughs> <laughs> I think we landed as a group that we highly recommend it if you can find at least one friend to play with. If you're intending on playing this solo, I would say save your money. Go spend it somewhere else. This game is brutally difficult if you're playing solo. You think you need a shoulder to cry on. Nobody wants that to too, cry yeah. by themselves. <laughs> you know, it's like if you've got that friend that you can cry with, then it's it's just so much better. <laughs> yes. You need someone who can empathize with you and, and knows what it's like. And then the other big release coming out this week, because I don't think you or I are going to play Rust on console. We've already got it no. on Steam. We're not going to pay for that again. But there is another pretty big release coming out on May 25th, which, have we talked about this yet on the show? Have we discussed Biomutant? I'll be honest with you, we have not. This is the first time we've ever talked about it, and it's supposed to be a very big release coming up. Like, they've they've been touting this game. This is one of those games that, for some reason, has just flown under my radar. Like, I know it's coming up, but... I don't know why I haven't really been paying much attention to it because they've been hyping it and all of the gameplay videos they've been doing look great. They did a trailer where they were like, look, we're just going to show you the world because we've shown you all the crazy combat chaos that, that is in this game. And so they did a like six minute trailer, just flying through different biomes of the world and showing you all the different areas. And it's a beautiful game, but yeah, Biomutant is coming out real soon. And it it looks great, man. Like this looks like it could be one of those surprise hits of the year. And I don't know how it's just flown under the radar for us this long. Yeah, one thing that's kind of neat that I did not know until earlier today is that the people who developed it are all former Avalanche Studios employees who used to work on the Just Cause series. Because as soon as you see any gameplay from Biomutant, you can immediately recognize, oh, this is very similar to an open-world style game, kind of like Far Cry or Just Cause. And I had read that the employees just wanted to focus on making a game fun. Let's not worry so much about any other aspects, whether it's you know the, the graphics, which are gorgeous, or anything technical. Let's just focus on gameplay and making it fun and exciting. The whole idea of being... This animal running around, collecting parts, making these crazy weapons of yours, and swapping out biomechanical parts for your legs or whatever. It's kind of a neat idea for a game. It is only single player, but I do think that this one may end up being quite a bit of fun. Yeah, I haven't decided if I'm going to actually pick this up yet or not. It's I don't know why, man. And it's nothing against the game itself. It's just like, you know how sometimes a game just doesn't catch on with you and you don't pay a lot of attention to it until all of a sudden it starts getting all this hype and people are like, yo, this game came out of no. It's like Hades, right? I've mentioned Hades a bunch. You know, that game came out. Nobody was really talking about it. All of a sudden it starts getting this hype for like potential game of the year and all that. And I'm like, well, let me see what all the hubbub's about. Pick this game up. And I'm like, whoa, like this game's amazing. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I feel like Biomutant might be one of those. Uh, now, if if the reviews start coming out and they're giving it nines and tens, I'll probably pick it up regardless at that point. But the combat looks incredible the motion and the movement mechanics look incredible the like there's mini boss fights that are super cool 
Um, there, the world is this big open world. Like you said, you can like tons of different combos and weapons and abilities. And I mean, it's it like it checks every box that you would want a game to check. But I just not hyped about it, and I don't know why. Like I feel like I'm sitting here like right now trying to hype myself up for this game, <laughs> talking yourself into it, almost you know, just it's still like, not pulling the trigger. I don't know why. I, I it's just not on my radar, and I'm not saying I'm not going to get it, but it's just one of those that has not caught on in my brain for some reason. Yeah, see, I've been watching it not closely, but just running into stuff every now and again on Reddit or whatever it might be. And the thing that attracts me the most is the fact that it does have a branching storyline. It's fully narrated. Decisions that you make change the story. There is a karma system, so NPCs will react to you differently based on your disposition and what you've done. And so in that sense, there's a lot similar to like the Mass Effect or Dragon Age series. And that really appeals to me. I'm just going to be playing Mass Effect, I think, beyond May 25th. So this is the kind of game I might just wait until it goes on sale at some point, but I definitely want to check it out. The one thing that's slightly odd is that it's not out on the next-gen systems. It's only releasing on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. So I don't know if they're going to upgrade some of that stuff later and come out with a next-gen version, but you know, otherwise, I think it could be a really fun console game as well. Yeah. Yeah, it it like I said, it has a ton of stuff going for it. It checks just about every box that you would want to see a, a game check. I I'm probably criminally uh underprepared for this game to release. So, you know, go go check out some of the gameplay footage. Check out they've done a phenomenal job of releasing trailers and what this game is all about. Uh so it's probably well worth looking into. Um I don't think it's going to be a day one purchase for me, but simply because I like I think we're right in the middle of like three other games right now. It's kind of like you said, yeah. you know. I just I don't need to be hyped about a new release like within the next week or two, and so I'm not. But after that, like two weeks of games are up, then I might be jumping in there and saying like, "Oh man, why was I not more hyped about this game?" So talking about us juggling a lot of games right now, do you still have Outriders installed? Because I uninstalled it this week. Did you? Oh, man. I'll be honest with you. I don't know that I'll play it anymore. And I actually thought about uninstalling it today. But then I I feel like... (laughs) Handy, if you're listening... Close your ears, because <laughs> our buddy Andy is loves Outriders. He's so into it, and I love having something to play. But I feel like I need to like send Andy a text first and be like, "Hey, man, like I'm I'm gonna uninstall Outriders and like, like break yeah. the news to him or something." I'm breaking up with your pyromancer. Right? We we can no <laughs> longer see each other. I feel like it's like it's like a game breakup, but it's yeah. I don't know. But I'm with you, man. I don't know that I have any desire to play it anymore for a while. Like if they fix everything. Six months down the road, maybe I'll jump back into it. If they release DLC, I would definitely jump back into it. But this game has yeah. so far to go to be technically sound. I don't want to punish myself anymore. And I'm past that like honeymoon phase of needing to do that. Yeah, I won't jump back into it until there's DLC. But yeah, I went to install Mass Effect and it was over 100 gigabytes and I had 20 gigs available, bye, bye, so I was Outriders. like, all right, see you, Outriders. <laughs> <laughs> You're going. <laughs> all right. And then another news story that 
I actually found really interesting. I don't know if you do, Josh, but are you aware of this huge burst of interest in really all trading card games, but in particular, Pokemon cards here during quarantine? I I mean, everything has blown up during quarantine, so this does not surprise me. <laughs> I was not aware of this until I saw an article that was basically saying, you know, I'm pretty sure it's Target where they were like, Target's no longer going to sell Pokemon cards because customers are getting violent towards each other over them. Oh, they are. My sons even were sort of related to an incident at Target. No. So a few, yeah. So my kids, they're spending every single dollar that they can on Pokemon cards. They are asking family to go do extra chores and get paid. That way they can go buy them. And I am just shocked at what's going on with the Pokemon trading card game. So first of all, I did not know this, but there is like a whole bunch of corruption with people selling packs of Pokemon cards because you can find people who are buying boxes and then selling individual packs. Well, I have learned through my son who watches a bunch of videos and does a bunch of research that the holographic cards weigh enough more than a oh, regular no. card Are you that you can me? actually weigh the packs and have a pretty good chance of where the hologram cards are. So my son was telling me it's like anything above 4.1 grams oh, or whatever goodness. has a high chance. So you can't really buy packs from other resellers. You've got to buy them from the stores directly. But now Target pulled them, Walmart pulled them. The last time that my kids got a pack, they were at Target. They went and they're looking on the shelves. There's none there. They see a Target worker come out with a cart, puts one pack of Pokemon cards on the shelf. My kids grab it. They run around the corner and they hear a guy start punching the metal stand and yelling, why are there no Pokemon cards? And like throwing this huge fit like a full grown man. Oh, and it like goodness. really scared my kids. And then they just ran away. So they got the pack of cards and this guy Good didn't for see them. it. But yes, yeah, so you've got stuff like that going on. I read an article that a guy had to pull a gun outside of a store because people were like harassing him and giving him a hard time and trying to get the Pokemon cards. This is wild. This is nuts. So then let me ask you, because my kids have a ton of Pokemon cards that they've acquired over the years but they could care less about pokemon right now so is now the time to like sell the collection 100 percent. yeah i don't think it'll ever go higher wow. again I there's this new peak in conversation yeah wow. okay we might uh paul we might be independently wealthy <laughs> um you know <laughs> I'll, yeah i'll start supporting out. us on patreon paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're gonna be living off that pokemon money yeah pretty wild so you know I Man. never thought Pokemon cards would make this kind of huge comeback, this but lady, I guess it's not like Pokemon cards are new. I could see if this was like a new thing. Like, I don't know if you remember the Shopkins phase for oh, a yeah. while, but oh, I do. I mean, yep. Shopkins were nuts. Like people were fighting over them in Toys R Us. People were showing up at like seven o'clock in the morning waiting for the store to open so they could get them. And it's like Pokemon's been around forever. Like yeah. why all of a sudden are people like, oh, I got to have those Pokemon cards now. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all the time that we have here for today. So thanks for joining us. Just chatting a little bit about gaming. We will be back with a bonus round episode on Monday. 
We do not yet have a subject for that, but Josh and I will be scrambling here over the next few days and figuring that out. And then in the meantime, come check us out at MultiplayerSquad.com. Please consider supporting the show since this is an independent podcast. And also check us out on social media at MultiplayerPod. And also come join the free Discord server. You know, come join, come say hello. Josh and I will welcome you here to the group and uh, we'd love to game with you guys. So come check that out also. And then we'll see you guys on Monday. I loved Def Leppard. They were one of my favorite bands when I was in like third and fourth grade. Yeah. The Def Leppard, White Snake, mm. Rush. You're like into oh, those, all those bands. Them's the days, buddy. Yeah. I hear you. Those days are a little more fun than my days, which were like chumbawamba <laughs> and spice girls oh sorry paul that, <laughs> that was like my era oh man